0: Welcome to Meeting the Frisbee Family, presented by the Ultimate Live podcast. Hello everyone, it's amazing to see how many of you are excited for the upcoming podcast. And right now we are working really hard to making it happen. First episode will be posted 31st of January. And now, as a bonus to you, we decided on releasing this interview I made at the Ukrainian Frisbee tournament Jojolka in Kiev. Interviews is something that will be a recurring phenomena here at the Ultimate Life Podcast. It will be both elite players, beginners, leaders, coaches, or organizers even. If you want to be on the podcast, or if you want to suggest someone that should be, contact us at our email, theultimatelifepodcast at gmail.com. And now, without further ado, let's go outside Kiev in an area called Brovary. Follow me. I'm sitting in an old sports hall, which reminds me of growing up in the 80s in Sweden, with cracked wooden floor, paint fading into something that can only be described as gray, a blue and yellow flag sitting on one of the walls. Yeah, almost like Sweden, but all around me I hear people speak a language I can't understand but at the same time I do understand them because we all speak the same language, the language of ultimate frisbee. People are supportive, fierce and loud but most importantly they are happy and welcoming especially to people like me that's visiting from other countries. Being in Ukraine is fascinating. The will to look strong healthy while crumbling on the inside. You can see houses side by side, big impressive buildings, and next to it, burned out houses and scrapyards. But Ukraine is so much more than an old part of the Soviet Union. It got its own, breathing, living, rich culture. Every time I walk down to the Independence Square, it feels kind of unreal. Knowing that at the same spot in 2014, 22nd of February, there was a big riot, protests and shootings at the very same spot. I feel blessed to be able to see this part of the world, coming from a very safe and stable country, unscarred from war for the last decades. The atmosphere of history is everywhere and the people around me breathe it with their whole essence. Oh, by the way, did I mention Ukraine has some of the most beautiful women in the world? (laughs) Now it's time, I gotta go and find a quieter spot for the upcoming interview.
1: So hello, can you pre- present yourself? Uh, hello, uh, I'm uh, Dmitry Babic. I'm uh, the president of uh, Ukrainian Flying Disc Federation for uh, four years already and now I'm uh, well coming through elections for a fifth year on this position.
0: So uh, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about Ukrainian u- uh, Ultimate history?
1: Well, it's a rather long story. Uh, Ultimate in Ukraine has started from Americans who lived here, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there were several guys who just came to Ukraine. I'm not sure if they worked here or something like that. But uh, they started playing here and, well, uh, they found w- well some Ukrainian people. I'm sorry, I'm a bit tired after several games <laughs> uh, on this tournament. So later, some Ukrainian people joined, and if I'm not mistaken, the first team was named uh, Meltdown. It was men's team, and it was like flying frogs, if I'm not mistaken, it was women's team. Uh, they started in 1999, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in the 90s, in late 90s. But, uh, well, uh, there was no progress for several years until in 2005 Meltdown transformed into Jigolo Club. Gigolo. Uh, it was uh, first a kind of professional club in Ukraine, an ultimate club, I mean, which uh, changed uh, the way they trained themselves. So it was like a sports of higher uh, achievements for them. So they began to train and very soon they became the first and the best team in Ukraine, much better than all the others uh, which existed and peered later. It, uh, well, they uh, ruled for almost 10 years like being the most powerful club here in Ukraine until <clears throat> several uh, different clubs appeared in Kyiv, which finally gained uh, gold medals in our national championship. Of course, several women's clubs appeared too. The first one was, I mean, the first one after Flying Frogs disappeared. Uh, the first one was Tiki Kryly, the club from Kyiv which was a kind of friends uh, with uh, Gigolo at first, and uh, they trained together and they also took part in different tournaments and became began uh, organizing some tournaments here in Ukraine. So uh, our federation appeared just like, like a kind of, um, how to say, collaboration between just sportsmen from... All of the guys who played, guys and girls who played Ultimate uh, all over Ukraine in different cities. Uh, and they started to to train, to attend uh, different foreign tournaments. They started to organize their own tournaments. And in several years, if I'm not mistaken, the first one was in... Uh, sorry, I forgot. But, uh, well, we started uh, the first one like a grass tournament. Uh, well... Uh, so, uh Federation was not officially uh existent for uh, for a long period of time, but in fact it was it was here. <laughs> uh until in well, I don't remember the year, but uh, but until um players decided to make it judicial and to register it as an official organization in Ukraine. Uh, several attempts were made uh and even uh, had uh, permanent if i'm not mistaken a permanent chair in world flying disc federation even before we had real legal body here uh, registered by government so we already began became members of uh, world federation and uh, in couple of years we managed to finally register official body here and then in two years uh, we managed to become official sport in ukraine then we gained national status of our Federation, which means that uh, we have exclusive right here to represent flying disc in Ukraine. And we also managed to uh, make our sport uh, officially possible to to study in schools. Uh, We uh, we made it uh, two years ago. So last couple of years, we're working hard on promoting sports all over Ukraine. I mean, in schools. Uh, getting more people into it but uh, more young people into it because we believe that this is the future of our sport so this is a kind of brief history (laughs) <laughs> sorry it was rather long
0: <laughs> no 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 it's perfect because i'm curious about like uh, ultimate in ukraine um k- uh, ultimate frisbee has been here for roughly 20 I years
1: c- i can say that not uh, i can say that not roughly 20 years but i think like 15 years because well uh before 2005 uh, well it was just uh, like a kind of hobby for americans who lived here uh well we didn't play uh, like ukrainian teams I know you also
0: have an, your own project about Ultimate and uh, the Ultimate brand. Do you think it applies for just Ukraine or for everywhere?
1: Well, I think that it applies uh, to everywhere. And I've got some, well, just couple of <laughs> feedback items for my story. Uh, but uh, it was from... Uh, different countries it was from Ukraine it was even from Russia it was from for example Patrick Patrick Wanderwalk uh, who is uh, who was a president of bula they said that uh, like it is worth reading <laughs> it was a pleasure for me well in general the idea is that well the core idea of my article and what I I'm thinking about is that uh, making a sport popular uh, is making it more how to say, more affordable to people, but at the same time they have to understand why they want to play, so we have to make it, like, we have to make a clear message why we propose people to go into our sport, because there is a different variety of different sports so we have something to be different and this is what brand stands for so this was the core idea of what i wanted to say to everybody uh, in general this article appeared uh, in my mind bef- long before i written it but uh, i wanted to share my point of view to people in ukraine but uh, then i thought that it will be faster to write it down and spread it worldwide if it's possible
0: what Channels should we use to get uh, out to to all the people that doesn't know about ultimate and uh, how do we reach them? Is it through school or is it internet or just word mouth-to-mouth or
1: well, you know The problem is not in the channel because for example in Ukraine. We have uh, well We have numerous people who already know about ultimate because uh, well, for example in previous year we made uh, I think over maybe 60 presentations in schools each of them uh, like 30 to 50 people. And those people, uh, most of the presentations, they were for teachers from schools. So they by themselves spread their knowledge to to the students they study. And it means that uh, our auditorium was covered like by 5,000 people, probably maybe more, maybe a bit less, but uh, it is a huge uh, amount of people. Uh, rather huge but um, well almost no one came to the club uh, to any club in Ukraine after that and um, well the problem is not in the channel the problem is in clear message so so, uh, the understanding why uh, they should come uh, what uh, they will have for that I mean uh, what uh, they will get for that problems uh, will be solved for them by going into sport, into our sport. How can they do that? So there are numerous questions we do not answer for when we make presentations. We just tell about, oh, look, what a wonderful sport. No contact uh, spirit of the game. Wow. But no one cares. Uh, You just want to go into training or you want to go outside to play something or you want to go to a tournament or you want just to achieve something or to apply yourself or to find friends and this is the core idea of the sport which should be spread for example for me it's uh, well for me it's rather important that i play that i uh, work hard for that but at the same time for me it's very important and for me it's very to say empowering myself that i see my colleagues here my teammates when i go from uh, a tournament when i return back from a training i'm happy because i've seen my uh, pals so it's cool and this is what others have to understand before they go into sport uh, what they come here for
0: yeah i think it's important everywhere uh, like you said it's uh, this applies to everywhere in the world and i think it's a uh, a problem is uh, because i come from sweden as well that people really don't know why they look at this sport uh, and they think it looks cool but it's so it's so different because they never got in touch with it when they were young and uh, they need to get clear message of what will you gain if you start playing with us like because i i think ultimate has everything if you want to be competitive there's a very competitive side if you just want to have fun and find new friends there's space for you as well Mm -hmm. and I think it's very very important that uh, all nations work both on the elite part and both on the like uh, it's like a pyramid like if you have a a big uh, base the pyramid will get stronger and bigger so I think it's it's important for us to to go out in schools and uh, to deliver this uh, clear message and recruit I think it's great that posting in English because my (laughs) Ukrainian sucks (laughs) Um, so uh, more about Ukraine so I found uh, Ukraine. I think it's wonderful co- to come here and play frisbee uh, as well. And in general, like people are very, very nice, at least to me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But 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 uh, tell me, wh- why should uh, ultimate players throughout Europe or the world come to Ukraine to play ultimate?
1: Oh well, it's a rather hard question for me because well, I can tell more about like a pain why people don't come here because we have numerous problems for foreigners who come here like uh, borders uh, which are not that open like for europeans inside their countries Mm, rather bad uh, stadiums uh, which are not affordable to us because they are expensive and they are not paid by the government uh, to develop sports so uh, problems are numerous but uh, at the same time I think that uh, here in Ukraine uh, because of that we managed to have like a clear a a clear community of people who struggle against all these problems to make a pure fun sport so I think that this is the main part which uh, people can find here in our country And uh,
0: if you're going to suggest like which tournaments do you think that people should come to? I know you have beach tournaments in grass and indoors, so uh, like can you mention a few and roughly uh, when when they are?
1: Well, uh, we have uh, several tournaments all over the year, but uh, I think that not all of them are suitable for players from other countries. But uh, we have uh, several national uh, championships, which are very welcome for foreigners. For example, we will have an indoor Ukrainian national championship in the middle of March. It will be in Lutsk, which is very near, very close to Poland and uh, Belarus. We have national championship on the grass, on the beach. The the one on the beach will be held in the beginning of August this year, and uh, on the grass in the beginning of September. Um, yes, but uh, at the same time we have um, another national championship a mixed uh, national ukrainian championship and seems like we found a possibility this year to make it happen in kharkiv in the middle of or in the end of september and there it seems like we will have several fields all uh, near each other uh, with training fields and with hostel there and with restaurant and it is uh, near the airport and seems like uh, we have a jackpot like uh, for uh, foreigners so
0: I also uh, me personally I would suggest uh, tournaments uh, like Yoyolka maybe
1: uh. yeah, yeah sorry I just uh, uh, I, I did not forgot but uh, just <laughs> two long answers from my side yeah yeah sure Yoyolka is uh, is a great tournament this uh, this year I think it was uh, a bit smaller because we had uh, the first day it was like a working day uh, in Ukraine because of uh, the holidays before. Uh, so it uh, seems like not all the Ukrainian players could come here, but yes, this this tournament is, is cool.
0: If you look outside Ukraine, have you been to any tournaments like uh, in Europe and or is there any tournaments y- you want to go to? At least uh, plan to go or you hope to go sometime. I know I have so many tournaments I haven't been in, but I really want to go.
1: I think this question will be rather hard, because uh, numerous tournaments uh, different. Uh, if you're talking about m- me and myself, uh, I, I, I cannot say that I am a good example. Because uh, I do not play that much now. Uh, I'm a captain of our national men's team, which will participate in the world tournaments this year. And I will go just to the tournaments with our national team. So it is Tom's Tony, we are already there. Uh, we will play in the first division. Uh, I've, it will be the, f- the second time for me to attend the tournament. It is very cool. Uh, I like high level of teams there, very high and uh, I like the place and uh, the country is wonderful. I mean Belgium. I think that we will also attend some kind of tournament maybe in Germany or uh, in Poland uh, before Tom's tourney, a bit uh, with less teams uh, just for training and probably for myself that's it but uh it's my dream to to play at uh, windmill for example uh well it sounds stupid but uh, i attended this tournament two times and i never played <laughs> because at first our team just decided not to go and the second time i just went there like a father of baby of my wife <laughs> uh which played there so yeah, but the tournament is very cool, and the party there is very cool, and the location is very cool, and the Netherlands is a beautiful country.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like Windmill is uh, by far one of the greatest tournaments I ever been to, mm-hmm. and if I I can also ju- suggest uh, like it's almost like mini Windmill. Mm-hmm. It's a, a tournament in Belgium called uh, I don't care at all. It's a fun tournament. Like only they are very particular about uh, who they select to the, to this tournament mm-hmm. because they want like fun uh, social teams mm-hmm. but uh, if you have the chance to go there it's one of the best tournaments as well do you, do you, uh, as a young country uh, now do you have like long term plans and uh, like uh, with the national team and mm-hmm. do you get any aid from the government
1: okay so if speaking about the government then yes we have such a possibility like uh, some help from financial help from the government but well it's not that big uh, for example the first year we started to achieve something it was the previous year and we got like two thousand of dollars it's not that much yes it helps but well it's not that much and it was spent for our national team which almost nothing because uh, it, ca- it can help for motivating people, for example, in some kind, but well, uh, it's not that big. And at the same time, I'm not sure what will happen this year because uh, we have many changes inside the country because of the new president uh, with a totally new team and things change so fast that uh, if I'm not mistaken, we don't even have uh, a ministry of sports already. Uh, we have some kind of reorganizing there. Uh, So I'm not sure about this year at all what will happen. But I'm also curious, like, um, I know that uh, there
0: is a war between you and Russia. Does that affect your community, like, towards Russian teams in general? Or is it, uh, I I don't know, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with uh, Russia and Russian teams and Mm -hmm. such?
1: Uh, Yes, it affects. It cannot affect. Uh, I mean, it cannot uh, stop affecting. (laughs) How to say that? Uh, well different people treat the situation uh, in a different manner um, most of the people i think that they have the clear message that uh, russian players are not our friends at all anymore even though many of them were good friends before we had uh, a championship here called uh, kiev hat uh, it was uh, if uh, well uh, I think that uh, it is uh, rather not popular not well known but uh, many people in western europe know knew about it 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 was popular for several years Uh, it is not held here and it stopped in 2013 it was the last year Uh, and it stopped because of uh, this uh, uh, unofficial war with russia because uh, most of the players who came here they came from russia and they were our friends uh, now situation is rather complicated. I don't. I can't say that we treat uh, other players like enemies, but uh, seems like uh, it is a kind of a cold war between our teams when we meet uh, on international championships.
0: Yeah, of course. It. Uh, I understand it, effect, and this is why I was curious about it. I think that's it. And thank you for answering my questions. And lastly. Is there anything you will, uh, would like to say to the ultimate uh, players in Europe?
1: Oh, a difficult... A, a complex... Uh, ah. uh, well, I want, what I want to say is... Uh, I want to say that people here in Ukraine, our sportsmen, they are good people. I think that they work hard to be a good part of the overall community of our uh, lovely sport. I want other people to pay more attention to Ukraine, I think that we deserve some kind of help. I'm not asking for some finances or something like that, but I'm asking for probably more attention to our country, to our teams, to our tournaments. Please come here, play, help our development. I think that we can teach you something in our turn too. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much and uh, good luck with your next games. Oh no, you're going home now. Home okay. Out already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Thank you, man. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by the Dala Hests Frisbee Club in collaboration with Avison Communication. If you want to contact us, please do so by either sending an email to the ultimate life podcast at gmail.com or interacting with us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Just search for the ultimate life podcast.